but it's the way that product makes you feel, mm-hmm. and that's where the true value comes from. Right. If that if that watch can make you feel like you a million like a million dollar guy, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's it. The value is in the self image that it gives you. Now I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at toostubborntofail.com. That's toostubborntofail.com. All right. Now let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Darren Perkins, and we got we got a special guest in the building today. We got the owner of 515 in the building today. How you feeling, Kevin Mean? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm actually happy that you got me on your platform. Yeah. Excited about it. And, um, you know, it's actually my first podcast that I've ever done. Oh, that's big. So, you know. I got the first one. Yeah, you got yeah. the first You got the first one. Yeah. First time I'm ever doing this, so this is pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> Especially after launching the company, so yeah, yeah. So, you know, on here we get into entrepreneurship first, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, So, explain your first introduction into entrepreneurship. Um, I was selling waters outside um, in New Jersey. So I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. So my father always preached. um, I was a basketball player, but he always preached entrepreneurship. So. I was introduced at an early age to like books like A Man's Thinking, yeah. uh, Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. So when I when I got exposed to all of these books, even though I didn't read them all right, right, at, right. at the time, <laughs> um, but the information was valid. So even if I'm listening to it on audio or something mm-hmm. like that, I'm still gathering that type of information. Well, my father, he gave me the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, hey, man, you know, if you want to make you some extra money, you need to go out here and, you know, you could possibly sell some waters, right? I'm not going to lie, it was a fail experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so in the summertime, I got me and my friend, we get together. My father, he gave me about, it was like $6. He might have me like $6. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So we get a case of water. Right. Right. We get the foam, um, what is it, cooler. Yeah. And a bag of ice. Mm-hmm. So we go out here. It's the freeway in New Jersey. Break the bag of ice. We try to pour it all in the cooler with the, uh, with the waters. Yeah. But... It's a foam cooler, right. so it ripped. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, so, it, all right, I'm starting off early with, with setbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it rips. I'm like, man, so we trying to put, like, the, the, the waters inside the cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so we was selling waters. We only sold, like, eight bottles because right. it wasn't cold enough. Right, right. So people was going up to us. He gave it to us. And he's like, hey, man, it's not even cold. I'm like, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. You're going to yeah. support us or not. Right, right, right. But, um. They did. My friend, he left out. He quit. Mm-hmm. He quit early. He was like, hey, I'm going to just head home, man. <laughs> um, but I was, I was out there by myself for a little while yeah. and doing that. So that was my first experience uh, with entrepreneurship. That's dope, um, And e- even though it was a failure, it was, a, it was just a learning experience. Yeah. Right? You know, we don't we don't lose. You know, we just learn. Right. And that's, that's how I look bless- at it. That's a blessing that you were able to get that at a young age, though. Because me personally, I think I didn't, I didn't have anybody preaching anything about books. My family was mm-hmm. traditional, go to school, get a job, yeah. retire, you know, that, that oh, yeah. platform. So I really didn't get introduced to entrepreneurship until I was an adult, right out of high school. I mean, not high school, but out of college. So yeah. um, that was, that's a blessing for you to be able to get that at an early age like that. No, you're right. And and, and it's normal for that, right? Yeah. So, like, if it, was, if it wasn't for my father, I probably would have been exposed to it, like, way later right. on in life. and. You know, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now right, today, right. Um, because my mom, 
you know, my mom's side of the family, all of them was, you know, get a job, either, oh, go to the military, right, go to right, college. Right. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I ended up going to college. Mm. Um, it's because that was drilled. I'm like, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. Plus, I wanted to play basketball. Right, right. And um, that was my way. You know, you, you know, you growing up, you always tell your mom, uh, you know, I'm going to buy you that big house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get you mm-hmm. that big house. I'm going to get you whatever you want. Um, you know, money's not going to be an option. And I thought that was going to be my my way of doing it. Right. And when I realized that wasn't going to, you know, come to fruition, I just thought to myself, like, man, like, how am I going to do it? And I knew entrepreneurship was the key. Mm. And I remember being in college at one point in time, and I was uh, sleeping in my dorm where I had my own room. And I was sitting there, and I was watching World Star Hip Hop. I'm not mm. sure. You remember World oh, Star yeah. Hip Hop? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was watching World Star Hip Hop, yeah. and uh, I seen an interview with Mark Whitten. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, hey, you know, you can get into real estate with no money now, no no cash, all of that type of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm this This is my my, my ticket. Right, that's the move. This the move. Real estate <laughs> is the move. I'm definitely doing it. So he's like, all you got to do is get my book and um, read it. I was like, all right, you know, you know, say less. So I get on the internet. I search for his book. His book was $300. It killed my dream right then and there. I was like, I don't have $300. i am borrowing noodles right. from, my, <laughs> from my guys across, yeah. the, uh, across the hall. So yeah. I know I don't have $300. So it killed it. But um, later on, a couple years later, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny how things come back full circle. Right. Um, Jay Morrison, mm-hmm. um, if you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. He, I seen another interview on the Breakfast Club when he was talking about starting an academy, mm-hmm. and um, I think uh, Young Jeezy invested about like one million dollars or something in the mm-hmm. academy. But I didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. But I had a credit card. I don't know why they give students credit cards <laughs> with no way to pay them back. But I had, I had a credit card. Yeah, yeah. And um, he said, he was like, "Hey, I'm running an academy. Um, first course is wholesaling, mm-hmm. right?" My father, me and me and him had a conversation about it, and he helped me. Start the business mm-hmm. um, as far as like get it registered and everything, get my EIN number. And um, I started Means Property. That was the first company that I actually owned. That's dope. Um, and I was doing real estate wholesaling for a little while. Uh, closed my first deal in college, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That's big. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that is huge. Listen, I could have did cartwheels down the street, man. I'm telling you, it was, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Right. I didn't have any clue what I was doing. And um, I, I seen a sign, so I was walking back and forth. So my ex girlfriend, she had a car, right? Right. Um, I didn't have, a, I, I didn't have a car. So we broke up. So you know, you got ego. So you're like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you no more. Mm-hmm. You can't give me no ride. I'm gonna walk to school, right? And that's what I was doing. Yeah. So I was walking to school, and I seen a sign on for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. Call this place. Call them, and the guy was like, I need sixteen thousand dollars for this house. And I was like, Okay, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Yeah. I'm just learning from whatever I'm getting from Jay Morris. Right. And um, I was like, okay, sure. He gives you sixteen thousand. I sent them over a contract. I let them know that I was going to find the end buyer for the property. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm calling all of these buyers. These buyers are coming out to the property to come view it. Mm-hmm. And somebody straight up asked me, "You don't know what you're doing, do you?" All right? And I was like, "No, I don't." Mm-hmm. He's like, "This house isn't valued at sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> probably even if it was fixed up." Right? <laughs> um, so I was like, "Man," he was like, "He's like, I'll probably the most I'll probably do is um, give you six for it." Mm-hmm. So I was like. Okay, let me go ahead and talk to the no. the actual owner yeah. of the property, see what I can do. Anyway, make the long story short. Um, called the guy, let him know what was going on. Mm-hmm. He said he was paying, already paying taxes on it. It was just costing him money. Right, right. Um, so he was like, hey, if it's $6,000, it's $6,000. That's fine. I ended up wholesaling it to, uh, it was actually a young black lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she just got out of a divorce. She said she got $10,000 in the settlement, wanted to get a house. She oh, actually bought man. it for 8000 Crazy how that aligned like that for you, man! I was so <laughs> ecstatic. 
Damn. Being in college, got two thousand yeah. dollars, and I was like, okay, it's over. Yeah, and um, that was my first and only. <laughs> 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 oh, so it's it, it's a grind. It, no, it's a grind. It it's it's a it grind. Is. But um, I appreciate that. That's dope. So, all right. So fast forward. How? What was the inspiration behind Five One Five? Well, I've always been in love with watches. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so my first gift that I ever got, um, I can say ever got, but my first college gift going to college after I graduated high school was a watch, it was a mm-hmm. fossil watch, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I wore it. If you see, if you see old pictures of me, man, I wore it everywhere. If I got on basketball shorts, I wore my fossil yeah. watch. Right, it's a stainless steel. Um, if I'm in a suit, I got a fossil watch yeah. on. Everywhere, everywhere I went. So I always loved it. Um, then I just started to collect them. Mm. Right, just get you know, build my collection of watches. Um, I feel naked whenever you don't have something on your wrist, right? For whatever reason. Um, so I was like, man, I always wanted to work on a watch company, but because I'm an entrepreneur, right? But I don't know how. It's like it's, it's that question, like, how do you do it? Like, who, how you find a manufacturer? Mm-hmm. How do you um, design the watches? How do you do all of this type of stuff? And it's crazy how, like, once soon as you start making progress towards something, things start to align and it, it just get out the way, right? Things things just start to online for you, and um, there's a guy. His name is uh, Chris Johnson. You probably follow him um, online. He does like a lot yeah, of investing yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I know. Him. And um, he did a course mm-hmm. on how to start e-commerce businesses <laughs> and how to start a watch company. Yeah, you know, the watch company. Yeah. Uh, so I bought it. Yeah. Um, I'm a guy that invests in this stuff. I, I spent two thousand dollars for a couple of phone calls mm-hmm. one time just to get information. Right. So I bought the course, went through everything, and that week. I did everything, right? Mm-hmm. So started the company, yeah. um, did everything, got the EIN number, all of that type of stuff, found a manufacturer, um, looked through all the designs, what I wanted to do, um, got my logo. I did everything that week. Man. Now, the funny thing about it is I didn't know what to name the company. Right. So I'm thinking of like real corny names, like mm-hmm. uh, Imperial Watches. <laughs> ah, that's corny. That's corny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're thinking of all like, yeah. these corny names, and you're like, yeah. man. And then- I'm Googling. I'm like, oh, somebody used that already. Mm-hmm. So my lady, um, she was actually was on a balcony. I remember like it was yesterday. It was on a balcony. And she's like, how come you just don't um, say something that, you know, that's really meaningful to you, right? Like something that, um, you know, is, is going to mean something to the business to, 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 to why you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, how about something with like my daughter? I just had a daughter mm-hmm. um, at the time. It's May 15th. Um, 2020. She said, um, "How about you, you? You know, name it. Um, you know, after her birthday, like 515 or something like that, or 515." And I was like, "You know, I, I like 515. You know, I, I like that a lot." And we had a conversation around that, and then uh, that's when we decided on 515 watches. That's dope. That's how that came that's to fruition. Yep. And then I found a logo. Um, went on 40 hour logo. Um, I had a bunch of different like submissions. It was like 200 or something submissions, and um. I actually had another logo before the one I have now. Mm. And after looking at it over some time, I was just like, man, I just can't see that on a watch. Right. It's a nice logo. I just can't see it on a watch. So um, I went and bought another one mm. that was a little bit more simple and cleaner. And uh, that's, how we, that's how it came. That's, that's about. dope. That's dope. So with you being a watch guy, personally, what makes a watch a good watch for you? Me, me the look of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 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 I'm a type of guy, somebody asked me the time, I'm going to look at Right, right, right. Me but, too. <laughs> yeah, like I can have a watch on my hand. I'm gonna look at my phone and and, and figure out the time, right? But it's it's just it's just the look of it. Like right now, um, we have like stainless steel watches, so mm-hmm. that's our unisex watches. Mm-hmm. Um, men and women can wear them. Uh, you probably just have to get the links adjusted. 
um, as well as like leather bands. Um, I, I like those a lot, like a brown leather band. But um, really, just to look at a watch, yeah. right? If, if it looks clean, does it go what you go with? Um, does it make you feel good? Right. Right. Because I, I was having this conversation with a good buddy of mine, and we was talking about like what makes product valuable, mm -hmm. right? Like why why can Richard Mill sell a watch for a half a million dollars? Like Crazy I don't money. understand it. Some Crazy of them a million dollars. Money. Yeah. So we was having this conversation. I know it's not the raw materials mm -hmm. because if you broke down the raw materials, it wouldn't even be, probably be valued at a thousand dollars. Right. But it's the way that product makes you feel, mm -hmm. and that's where the true value comes from. Right. If that if that watch can make you feel like you're a million like a million dollar guy, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's it. The value is in the self image that it gives you. Makes, makes a whole lot of sense. And 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 that's the way I say uh, we'll make a good watch. Okay. Okay. So. It's, this next question, um, basically, I want you to describe the importance of getting around like-minded individuals. Because this interview doesn't even happen if we aren't in the same Facebook group. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no. Okay. No. That's this is this is a, this is an easy question yeah. for me, right? Because my whole entire life changed by getting out, getting in front of like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. So, like I told you, like my history. I came from a sports background. Right. So everybody around me, they played sports. They were going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Right. Grades, um, any other type of success, nobody cared about. Right. It was just how good were you right. at this particular <laughs> sport? Um, and I took that with me to the point where I, got, I ended up getting kicked out of college. Mm -hmm. So I went to four different schools. Mm -hmm. Right. My first school went to Allen University. I just left there. It was yeah. horrible. I just hated it. Um, <laughs> no, 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 you know, no, shout no, out to yeah, yeah, shout out to Allen University, right? Just, I, me personally, yeah. it wasn't for me, and it probably wasn't even a school. It probably was me right. because I just felt like I, I probably wasn't ready for college mm -hmm. at that time. Um, my second school was Limestone, and at that that school, I loved all the people there. I felt like I could have really did well there, um, but I wasn't focused on school. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I just have to get on this team. Like, I right. have to figure out a way to play basketball. Well, I wasn't focused on my grades at all, and the people that I was around wasn't focused on their grades. Right. So you started to do the same things same that things. that they do, and I'll sleep through all my classes, right? <laughs> and then I'll play basketball at night, all night. <laughs> well, they sent me a letter home. Yeah. It was in December, right? Yeah. When you get that little break, yeah. they don't come back here, basically. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but you can't come back to the school. So when I switched up and I went to uh, Clinton College mm -hmm. out in Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do better. And I started to surround myself with different people, right? People that were um, sitting in the front of the class. Right. I sat in the front of the class. So right. I changed everything about my perception of, 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 I used to always go in the back of the class, sit in the back, put my hood on, go to sleep sometimes if I wanted to. Right. Now I'm sitting in the front of the class. It's a different environment in the front, mm -hmm. right? It's different people in the front. So that's who I'm associating with now. And I started to get the best grades I ever got in my life. Mm -hmm. um, went to Morris College, and then I started to join organizations, Right. And when I started doing organizations, you get around another group of people, mm -hmm. right? People that are looking to be leaders, mm -hmm. um, looking to be successful outside of college. Right. And it, it it propelled me to a whole nother level. Even at an internship, I met a guy's name is uh, Rick. Um, and I'm not going to lie, man, on his resume, and I've seen his resume, mm -hmm. I think he's like younger than me. He liked Barack Obama. Yeah. It was phenomenal. <laughs> so I thought, I was, I was under the impression it was like... If you're getting good grades, mm -hmm. you're good. Like, right. I'm good. I was under that impression. And when I seen his resume, he was like, he went to South Carolina State. Mm -hmm. 
Mr. South Carolina State, all, all kind of Mr. All this all kind of the stuff, accolades, right? all the accolades, internships, <laughs> and all kind of stuff. I'm like, damn, I got some work. I got some work to do. Yeah. So when I go back to school after the internship, I join every organization I possibly can join, and I even ended up getting way out of my comfort zone. I'm naturally an introvert, yeah. and and becoming senior class president um, at the school. And none of that happened if I wasn't around these group of people. Right, this group of people. So. Um, Success come from that. Success come from that. If you if you get around a group of of millionaires, you are if, if it's five millionaires and you get around a group of them, you're gonna be the six. It just is what it is. You are. Yes. Um, you're gonna be inspired. Um, the conversation that you have is gonna be different. Your way of thinking is gonna be different because the conversation is different. Right. That's true. So knowing everything that you know yeah. about how important it is to have that type of environment, especially at an early age, mm-hmm. what what is your plan for introducing it to your daughter? Oh, t- really? It's, it's, okay, it's, it's perfect. So my group of friends now, right? Everybody's successful in their own right, whether it's in a corporate environment, mm-hmm. corporate America, or in entrepreneurship, right? Well, I have a kid. We all have kids around the same age, right? Mm-hmm. So the same mindset that I'm instilling in my daughter, mm-hmm. they're instilling in their kids, right? Right. So that's who they're going to be around. That's, that's her circle. friends. That's, group. Her that's their circle. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they're, they're going to experience, you know, five and up five years from now, all of their dads going to be millionaires. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be getting that type of mindset. Right. So that, that's how I introduced that circle to them. I wouldn't say it's necessarily public school or private school or anything like right, that. Right. It's really just who you associate with on a, on a day-to-day basis. It makes a whole lot of sense. I know. Um, so basically you would say, would you say it would be better to not only surround her with the right group of friends, but to to have that example up front of daddy? Daddy had a business my whole life, so oh, a yeah. job doesn't even really make sense. A hundred, a hundred percent. Children do what they see, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're smoking cigarettes, you can't tell you like you can't tell you like right. oh you don't smoke, <laughs> but I'm smoking. You know that type thing. You know, like kids do what they see, yeah, and like. My daughter, whatever she see her mom doing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it could be clipping her toenails, she right? Did. She'll grab the clip <laughs> of the toenail, right? She's not even two years. Yeah. And she'll try to do it in her own way. So whether it's reading books or whatever, you know, it's it's people and parents that try to teach their children, um, you need to be out here reading. You need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And they never seen their parent pick up a book in their life. So it's like, why would I be doing that? That's mm-hmm. boring to me. Right. Right? You never told me. I don't. I don't, I don't see... The, the value in it because mm-hmm. you never showed me right so that's why it's so important for myself to um basically set that example for right i'm the leader in my household so i have to set that example and then they follow what i do i lead we do have that responsibility like you said as the leader of the household to make sure that we're portraying the right things not only with our words mm-hmm. but our actions those speak a whole lot louder than anything we could ever say to our children oh yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then and then if they see certain things, uh, right? If they see me going to job every single day and working or whatever, that's what they're gonna do, right? Um, unless they have access to someone else that they can look up to, um, that's doing something different, right? Right. So like, for example, like you didn't have a father in your life too. I ain't gonna say you didn't have a father right, in your life, right, but right. he was an entrepreneur, right? Right. Right. And and my pops was basically teaching me entrepreneur, so. You have to, if he's not doing that, you have to find someone outside of that to kind of, yeah, who's doing it, who's living a lifestyle 
you want to live. My, one, one of my mentors said, uh, he said, we've been like living this life like the wrong way, mm. right? A lot of times we look at it and we say like, you know, what do, what do I want to do to be successful, mm. right? He was like, that's the wrong mindset to approach it with. You really need to look at it and say, how do I want to live? Yes. Right? Yes. And then, then once you find out how you want to live, the type of lifestyle you want to have, then you're engineered to a way where you say, okay, what do I, what vehicle is going to get me to the way that I want to live, mm-hmm. right? Because you you could be, if you're a teacher, you, you're not going to drive a Ferrari right. nine times out of ten, right? right? Mm-hmm. So if you say, I want to be a teacher, well, you're probably going to base yourself or cap yourself at what, $50,000 income right. a year? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to be mm-hmm. a doctor or, or a lawyer, you're probably not going to have that much time. Right. And that's how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's how I've been approaching my life since then. That makes a whole lot of sense because no one, I can't tell you what your happiness is. Mm-hmm. So you need to go on that journey and figure out what makes you happy and then do what it takes to get that. And then that's success. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody may, money might not ever be a determining factor in your life. You may not ever want to make a million dollars, but you want something. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's what you need to figure out what that is. Um, exactly. That's why That's why you have to determine, exactly like what we're saying, yeah. like, how do you want to live? Because you may be kept out $20 an hour. You right. may be making $20 an hour, but you're okay, you know, with just getting good weekends off, mm-hmm. you know? And that's okay. That's fine. It's right. nothing wrong. People bash nine to fives all the time. It's nothing wrong with a nine to five. Yeah. If that's if you're okay with living that lifestyle, that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. And that's how I see it. That's true. So what would you say so far in your journey It has been the most rewarding thing about entrepreneurship? It, I know this might sound crazy, but it's probably gonna be the setbacks. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because it's like um when you're getting ahead like financially. Mm-hmm. I seen something. My lady showed me something uh not too long ago. It was like uh it's like your car is like your biggest hater type mm-hmm. deal. Like yeah. you know everything's going well in your life, and then that check engine light come on. You like oh my goodness. <laughs> so I know every time I'm advancing in life and I'm going further, I'm getting ahead. Um, something is gonna happen. Right. An obstacle is gonna come in my place, and I just have to figure out a way to overcome that obstacle. Right. So every time I get one or whatever, I get excited about it because mm-hmm. it, it just puts me in a position to say, okay, how to, just figure out how to overcome this obstacle or whatever this setback may be, right. right? And once I do that, it's like, all right, cool. Now I'm getting to the next step. It's almost like playing you a game. I knew it was coming. It's, exactly. Knew I knew it was, it was coming. coming. <laughs> I knew something is going to come or whatever. I just have to figure out how to jump over that hurdle right. and continue to keep it pushing. Yeah. And I know that you know success is inevitable for me. Um, as long as I stay consistent, mm-hmm. and that's what I say that, that that's that's the greatest thing for me. It just makes me excited to see like when I get setbacks. I'm like, okay, this is how I did that, and then I know looking back, if my daughter was to experience and if she was to have any kind of uh, you know business for herself or whatever, mm-hmm. I can tell her how I overcame certain obstacles, right. not by theory, mm-hmm. but this is exactly what I did, right? Um, by example, and, I, and I'm proud of that. And you have to enjoy the process mm-hmm. of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yep. Today is literally the epitome of that one piece of the conversation. Because as we spoke off camera, you know, it was a lot of adversity to even get this interview going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was no, it was no way I was going to cancel it. Yeah. So you know, I just enjoyed the process, and I look forward to telling that story. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it's about. Like, mm-hmm. like. I'm, I'm happy that we had it. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. happy that you yeah. experienced that. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm having conversations, uh, especially like when you're in college, and people go, man, this happened and that happened. And I'm like, 
you need to smile that mm-hmm. this is happening for you. Mm-hmm. Like this is happening to you because you're overcoming it. It's just it's just another story to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you get to where you're looking to get to, it's like, man, this happened, this happened, this happened, and I'm still here, right? Yeah. So you're an excuse breaker for your family, friends, mm-hmm. or whoever else you're sending an example for. Right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back at the Two Stubborn and Fail podcast. Uh-huh. I switched sides on you. Why you ain't go to the site yet? TooStubbornToFail.com. That's TooStubbornToFail.com. Well, check it out. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. So, just to pick up where we left off, um, I know we mentioned the books earlier, but how important has that been to your personal growth and self-development in, in general? It's been, outside of actual experiences, mm-hmm. it's been the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? Because... It, it, it changes your mindset when you start to read certain books mm-hmm. and you start to see things differently, right? right? Like one of my one of my favorite books is uh, Atomic Habits um, by James Clare, I believe it is. Yeah, you put me on that one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that one is really good because, you know, it talks about, you know, how to get rid of bad habits um, or old habits and create new ones. And I think um, it changed my mindset as far as what I do day to day, Right. Also, too, like time management and reading books and stuff like that on that, it shows you how to organize your time and everything like that. Things that you don't know on your day-to-day basis, um, it, it just changes your mindset around that. Another thing I would say about books is it, it, it criticizes you without you actually getting criticism from another person. That's true. Right? So it can smack you in your face and mm-hmm. you can't smack that book back. Right. Right? As opposed to a person telling you, you need to get your, you know, your stuff together. Um, the book is telling you that in a way mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, um, if you had this mindset, then you're dumb, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right. Basically. It, yeah, basically, basically, right? You know, for lack of a better word, if you had this mindset, um, you're dumb, and you, you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, I guess I was dumb for a little while now, mm-hmm. but it just allows you to change it at that point. So um, reading books, for whatever for, for whatever it is you need to read that book for, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, for me, it's, it's books like Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be communication books for pe- like public speakers right. and stuff like that. Whatever is going to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because you can't learn everything by experience. No, not everything. Yeah, you can't learn everything by experience. You know, you do have to seek other perspectives. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have access to that person, right, you may not have access to a John C. Maxwell, mm-hmm. right? But you have access to a book mm-hmm. that he wrote. Right, which is his thoughts. Exactly, which mm-hmm. is his thoughts. Right, mm-hmm. you may not have access to ET or or whoever it may be, right. um, but you have access to information that they put out, and that's what it's about. And it sounds like a lot of people just don't have somebody to hold them accountable. At yeah. the end of the day, it's like it's easy for you if nobody's holding you accountable. You can say whatever you want to on social media, in public, but if you go home and it's nobody there to push you, and you know. That accountability factor can be the determining factor in you being a success at times. Yeah, and I think, but I think people need to start with, with, with why they're doing what they're doing in the first place, right? Right, and and keep that in front of you. Mm-hmm. See, like a, a lot of times, you might you might know, like, okay, I'm doing it for my daughter, I'm mm-hmm. doing it for my children, right? But like, why are you really doing? Like, what's the core of it? Right, and just keep it in front of you at all times. So it could be a situation where you want to sit on the couch and be a couch potato and chill right. or whatever. But if you see that picture of your daughter or whoever it may be for you um, on the front of your phone 
or, or your logo, whatever it is. Right. You'd be like, all right, let me get up. Let yeah. me let me get up and let me do this, that, and the third. Um, like, because if 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 you're looking for an accountability partner, you may not have one. Right. And then and then at that at that point, you're looking for an excuse, mm-hmm. right? And if you're looking for an excuse, you're gonna find one. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're looking for a solution, you're gonna find one. Right. And that's how I look at it. That's dope. So once we. We already talked about a, a whole lot of gems on this yeah. show, but I always like to, you know, teach a little bit, give you know a little bit of game back to the audience as well. Mm-hmm. Could you give us some tips on networking and and how you how you approach networking as far as being an entrepreneur? I approach I approach networking by trying to add value, mm-hmm. right? It's like adding value wherever I go. So um, if I see somebody, you know, on the street or whatever, or I'm at the gym. Just having a conversation. Oh, what's going on, man? You know, you working out, blah, blah, blah. Um, playing the gym. You know, I see you. Whatever. Right, anything. Right. Anything regarding, like, weight to it. And typically, most people are nice. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I say, yeah, you know, like, okay. Or if I'm in the sauna, we're having a conversation. We talk about stocks, crypto, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, I've had the best conversations in the sauna. Um, weird that may sound. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, 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 been right. the, it's been the best conversation because... I approach it. I'm adding value. I'm talking to them about stocks, crypto, whatever. And people want to talk. People mm-hmm. want to tell you what they know, you know, what they're excited about. Right, right. And they start to, you know, spill beans and give me free game mm-hmm. that I didn't have. And it's like, okay, you know what, man, we should connect. Yeah. And that's and that's all it is. It's, it's just having confidence, having something to add, right. um, some type of value to add. And even if you need information, people are more more times than not willing to give that. Yes. Um, for free. They'll say, hey, man, you know, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Matter, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Nasa el right? Shout out to my man, Nasa el right? He's uh, in, in real estate. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, um, uh, I forgot the, the name of the podcast. But anywho, I was listening to a podcast, and he was talking about, like, real estate. And this is at the time where I, I really need to get into it. Like, I'm, I'm out on my own. And I went. He lived in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I just messaged him. I looked at him like a celebrity. Right. I like messaged him. I was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I would really love to pick your brain on real estate. Um, would you have time? You know, I'll take you out to lunch." And he said yes. Hey. So yeah, I'm yeah. in the winter time. <laughs> it's winter time. I drive with no heat in my car, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All the way to Charlotte. Took him out to um, a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. We eat. And he took me out to his properties. All his flicks and flips was giving me all of this game off information off a message, really. Off a message, yeah. Off a message. It's nothing to go. People just need to lose the ego, or whatever ego they have, whatever shyness they have, and ask, mm-hmm. ask the network. Hey, man, you seem like a real cool guy. Can I have your number, man? We should connect one time, right? It's not weird or anything like that, right? Just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, and just to reiterate on what we already talked about. This interview doesn't happen exactly. without networking. So exactly. that's the importance of it's networking. Not, exactly. You're right. That's important. This interview does not happen if, you know, I, I want to know you own the company. Right. You want to know I own the right. company. Any of that type of stuff mm-hmm. if it wasn't for networking. Right. And and, and and I look at it like I just met a cool brother. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at Definitely. it. Every time, like, I just met a cool brother who's doing well, and this is who I want to associate myself with. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Man. You dropped so much gems in this episode. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, could you tell us a little bit? You got any deals coming up? What, what's next for Five One Five? Um. So I got a, a pop up shop coming out. Um. It's, I'm going to be at the Gaffney Outlet uh, next weekend. Um. After 
uh, Black Friday. Okay. Um, I'll be in a, a pop-up shop uh, in Gaffney Outlets. Then I'm looking to do pop-up shops every weekend in December. Okay. Right. So I still work a corporate job. Right. Um, you know, for the time being. But yeah, just 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 add value there. I have some uh, new product coming soon. Um, I don't want to talk about it yet because I want to make sure that the right. product is what right. I need it to be. Um, but we're looking at some new launches, some um, different product lines mm-hmm. outside of just watches and bags okay. um, that I have. And yeah, that's what, that's what I'm excited about. That's dope. That's dope. So how can we find you? Um, okay, so perfect. So you can go on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me personally, right? Uh, <laughs> at, um, so my name is Kevin Means, um, K-E-V-I-N-M-E-A-N-S underscore 33. Um, or you can go on our business page and find us at uh, 515 underscore watches. Okay, okay. You know what? I almost got up out of here without asking you the most important question. Like, everybody that comes on here, I ask the same question. Mm-hmm. What was your too stubborn to fail moment? That moment that no matter, it, it was, you know, a lot of adversity. You didn't feel like it was going to happen, but however you made it happen, it, it came. It came to fruition. I'll tell the story of... Um when I guess you can even say I was homeless at this time because I didn't have a really a primary residence, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, after graduating college, um, I came back, came to stay in Spartanburg, staying with my mom, and this is when I started that, that the real estate company, which means properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to do that, and I'm grind and, and I'm grinding real hard at that point. And I asked my mom, I was like, "Hey, you know, you give me a few months mm-hmm. or whatever. I know I ain't got the money coming right. in, right. but um, it's gonna happen. Trust me." Um, well, I didn't have that, I didn't have that time, mm-hmm. right? She ended up um, leaving, going to uh, Maryland unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and basically the repo, not the repo man, but the uh, the office came in and basically evicted us. Mm-hmm. So I'm out here on the street without knowing at all, right? Right, and I'm I'm giving you the short version of the story, right? Um, and I'm out here on the street, people peeking, in, you know, mm-hmm. eyes out the window, like, oh, this people getting evicted. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I didn't have any job, any income, nothing like that at all. Um, and I was just trying to figure it out. I had no money, zero dollars. And that day it was a Friday, right? Um, ZF Transmissions called me that Friday and said, hey, man, we're looking for somebody. Can you start this Monday? What? Right? I said, sure. My younger sister, and this is so embarrassing um, at the time anyway, because, um, you know, your ego, unless she's like, Mom, you my little sister. Right. I had to stay with her for about, about a month and a half, maybe even two months. Mm. Um just to sack my money up, I didn't have a car. Um, my father sent me a thousand dollars and said, "Hey, you know, get what you want cash for this." So I had a hoopty. That's the hoopty with no air, no heat. Right, in it, right. Um, that I was talking about a little bit, um, a little bit, a little while ago, mm-hmm. and I got that, and I got my apartment in a couple of months. Um, I was working as much overtime as I possibly could, um, and then after that, I started to roll, get other jobs, other opportunities, mm-hmm. until a point where I was able to stack enough money to not only buy a house um, that I just bought um, a few months back, but start a company, Congrats. which is a, thank you, Congrats, um, which is, which is the watch company that, you know, I plan on, you know, growing. Hey so, man, so. shout out to little sis. Oh yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Clutch. She knows she came, <laughs> she, she came doing the clutch. She came doing the clutch and um, like I needed that. So I'm six two mm-hmm. and I'm sleeping on a uh, love seat, yeah, right for a couple of months. So you know, only imagine how how I do with that do to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did it, and it was a humbling moment. So that's why, like, when I see people that struggling, you know, I don't feel bad for them mm-hmm. because this is a part of your story. Right. It made me who I am. That way, that way, I know that if I was to fail, if I was to lose everything today, mm-hmm. right now, I know for a fact I could get it back. 
You can't put me anywhere. You can't put me in a situation where I won't be successful at it. Because I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that just is what it is. And like you said, it comes with experience. You've been to the lowest of low. Yep. So you already have the experience to know, hey, if it happens, I just figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you figure it out. And that's and, and another thing, I just, another point I wanted to add to that is nobody's successful alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So when, when you look at it, you could say, man, I'm self-made. You know, I came from the bottom. But no, I you know I needed my little sister to to help me and let me stay with her those couple of months. I right. needed that a thousand dollars for my father to get me a hoopty, right? Um, for me for me to ride in. Mm-hmm. Um, that way I can I needed that push to get to where I am now, and I, I I'm forever forever grateful to him. Man, a support system like that, you how can you lose? Exactly. How can you lose? Not exactly. Like exactly. That. So, um. You know, that, yeah, that's, it just is what it is. But I would say that would be my too stubborn to fail moment. Man, this has been a real dope interview, man. Uh, I I got to get you back. Yeah. I'm already ready for round yeah, two. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, me too, man. <laughs> but um, we're going to wrap this one up. This has been another episode of the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Darren Perkins. We had Kevin Means in the building today. Yes, dropping nothing but gems. We tuning out.